the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In your money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm going to be speaking with Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com in about 30 minutes, a little bit less. I'm going to ask him about the the team effort that the stock market's had this year. I'm going to talk about how crazy we're up. I stopped to look at the numbers today before I had my television hit on 10 Cron. The stock market, SP 500, has climbed in 12 of the past 14 sessions. Up two today, 1764. The Dow's up 33 today. NASDAQ's down four today. It has been a crazy, wild run. Twelve of the last 14 sessions up. I'm pleased. You know, I'm not going to call myself a champion. I did say there's not a lot of headwinds going into the end of the year, and that could cause the market to, to melt up. The rally has pushed the index up 24% for the year. Wow. Right? So maybe you're even wondering. Don't be fooled by people who don't have your best interest in mind. Who use scare tactics. This market does well over time. It's a market that if you buy on the dips, you do very, very well over time. It's not a market for the short term. So, Wall Street's going to wait the Fed. Government September retail sales number showed a small, okay economy. The August Case-Shiller Home Index was out, and it showed a 12.5% year-over-year increase in prices in the nation's largest cities on real estate. Dow's out good with, uh, Dow Component Pfizer's out with good numbers. Allergen, Cummins, Goodyear, Johnson Controls, Pitney Bowes, Waste Management, all scheduled report today. Some of them already have. The truck industry looks really, really bad right now. The big truck, not like the um, not like the Ford 250, but like the dump truck. Dump truck, dump truck. Um, earnings tonight from Genworth Financial. Gilead. Take Two Interactive. Who makes Grand Theft Auto 5? And you run over people. Shutterfly. Oops. Forgot to hit the brakes there. Um, Aflac. All companies you kind of know a little bit something about. Apple 
earned a better than expected profit. We'll talk about that probably later in the show. In the really big shoe, Seagate Technology reported first quarter profit of buck twenty nine, excluding certain items. Everything seems to be going to the cloud, and that makes me a little bit worried for Seagate. They do hard disk drives, and we keep seeing PC sales lighter, lighter, lighter. I love a good PC. I'm probably going to use a PC for years to come. I like having the storage there. I took a survey yesterday for Adobe. They're like, why don't you use our cloud services? Why don't you use our cloud services? Because I like having it with me. Herbalife is in the news. They had a pretty good quarter. Now, Herbalife is one of those companies that is controversial. Why are they controversial, you say? Well, I'll tell you. Herbalife is controversial because a lot of people think that they could be a pyramid scheme. And I don't think that's a crazy thing to say out loud. Pyramid scheme, like you make more money if you help get other people to sign up. You make more money if you make more money if kind of thing. But you also have to pay to play. What's that mean? Pay to play? Yeah, that's right. That means you have to, it's like a club membership that you have to get buy into. So Herbalife is doing very well in Latin America and in China. Asia. China? Asia. Asia, Asia China. Um, so Herbalife to me is, I don't know. Their profit has grown for 16 quarters in a row. Some state attorney generals are looking into the company, but nothing seems to be sticking. It's a company that, you know, I I saw some Latin Americans in L.A. protest, like, stop taking advantage of our people. Stop taking advantage of our people. So it's kind of controversial, and because that, I always say, you know, show a little respect. Be cautious. It's got the up and the down. Great growth, but they've also got their one indictment away. They're one push away from uh, being a problem. And, you know, what is that? Um, companies like Avon that get sales reps to join and then they buy product or Tupperware. You have to buy the product and then you go out and sell it. But if you don't sell it, you're stuck with inventory. <clears throat> if you sell it, you get a pink car. Woohoo! 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 Pink car. Um, I don't. They seem to really thrive on the lower educated. And when that runs out in the United States, they go towards the international markets. Pfizer. Pfizer trumps Merck. Rock scissors paper. Pfizer wins, right? Biogen trumps Pfizer in growth. Pfizer trumps Biogen in income. Pfizer reported better than expected third quarter earnings today. Big old drug maker. Mm. Give me some drugs, drugs, drugs. Yum, 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 yum. Cookies. Uh, quarter was better than expected. Lower tax rate helped. Um, analysts are raising the price target on the company. I think it's got a good five points upside from here. Uh, it's roughly a $31, $32 stock. Um, they seem to be getting some traction with their pipeline. One of their biggest priorities was the introduction of Zalcori. Zalcori. I'm from the planet Zalcori. 
No, it's it's a, a lung cancer drug. They've got a kidney cancer drug. They've got Busulif for chronic leukemia. Pfizer's counting on them to become lucrative products, and they're developing other cancer medicines with possibly far bigger sales. I like that story. Lyrica for nerve pain, Prevner, a vaccine against pneumo, pneumocal, pneumocal bacteria that can cause pneumonia and other infections. I don't even delete the sound of pneumocal. It sounds like phlegm in my, my ocals. Uh, Lipitor, which lost patent, their sales fell 29% to $533 million. More generics overseas in particular. So, yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 Like, we, we consume antidepressants in the United States as if they're, they're you know, Tic Tacs. You know, a little breath mint. Only other country that consumes antidepressants as fast as us, France. So I think I hit all the big stories that I had to hit. Walmart's promoting 25,000 employees. I don't think anyone really believes that. They're just shifting them to the back of the store, confusing them. Oh, what do we need to talk about? There has to be other stories out there. Riverbed Technology beat expectations with third quarter profit of 26 cents a share. The network equipment maker says mixed economic environment, particularly where government sales were concerned. Hartford Financial reported third quarter profit of a buck, three a share. The insurer saw a drop in property casualty profits. What's going to derail this market? Healthcare spending by the individual next year? The Obamacare plan got, took a really negative hit yesterday. We'll talk more about that. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Consumer confidence, fuel, fed bets. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in the event to 1765. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So a lot of Americans are going through the process of losing their health care coverage right before they're required to go out and get health care coverage. Turns out the Obama administration knew three years ago that you probably can't keep your coverage if you want it to. The plans are being set up so that you have to have certain standards or maybe a la carte kind of menus built in. And thus, if you don't meet these standards, you have to, if you're a health service company, you have to drop coverage. That's kind of interesting, right? So a lot of individuals are finding their coverage dropped because they don't offer, like, pediatrician or they don't offer, you know, maternity. And if you're a 60-year-old male, do you really need those things? But plans have to have them across the country. So this concerns me because... Costs are going up for individual contractors pretty much so uniformly from what I'm hearing from people getting messages from their health insurance being canceled. Going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be real interesting to watch um, because I think that's the one thing that could really hurt consumer spending next year and hurt retail. I think it's already hurting retail on some levels. I think we'd be better off right now if we didn't have this headwind 
uh, coming. But again, healthcare for all? Yeah, it's tough to argue, right? SP 500's up four, the Dow's up 41, the NASDAQ up a three. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, do you remember the movie Gung Ho? Uh, Gung Ho with um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, 1986. Um, it was all about the Japanese coming to the United States and helping our automakers learn how to make cars better. We taught them how to drink beer and burp and how to play softball. Hilarity ensued. The tight Japanese management versus the loose American blue-collar worker. Um, I bring that up. Do you know why? Tell me. Because in the 80s, there was this big fear that Japan was going to buy all of New York. They bought a big building in New York. They bought the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners. How dare they buy an American tradition? Right? Yeah. What happened to Japan in the 90s? We, they were this economic superpower in the 80s. Right. In the 90s, they fell apart and America became the economic superpower. We, we, we hand the batons off from time to time and things change. But there was also this fear that Japan was going to buy all of our real estate, which is hilarious. Because just recently, China spent an enormous amount of money. They bought 725, $725 billion? Holy mackerel, what was that number? Um, they spent an enormous amount of money buying a piece of real estate in New York, the J.P. Morgan Tower, 60-story building. So there's the, this fear, is China going to be buying, or is China the next Japan? And it wasn't just big buildings. It was uh, single-family residences, especially here in the Bay Area. There was a realtor down in San Jose said that they, there was one block that they had, the, a foreign investor came in and bought um, several homes that were in foreclosure, didn't even move into the homes, and then turned around and sold them at the, uh, recently. So, yeah, there was a big push of foreign investors in the United States. You know, the United States is one of the few countries in the world that a foreign investor can own property in. And it's and one of the reasons is it's it's helping our real estate boom again. But those investors are drying up right now. That's one of the reasons why we've seen a stagnant uh, um, home sales growth and home price growth right now. So seven hundred twenty-five million dollars will get you a Manhattan office building with sixty stories. Just in case you're wondering if you have basically three quarters of a billion dollars lying around and you want to throw it out there. Um, again, I bring this up because things have changed a lot. And we always forget that. We always live in the now, and we live in the last three years. But, uh, you know, gung-ho. You know, who was the World Series champions in 1986? Uh, probably the Tigers. Or it's going to make you wax nostalgic. It was the New York Mets where Bill Buckner booted the ball. Okay. Um, the Boston Celtics were big in tennis. Uh, Yvonne Lindell, the NCAA football champions, Penn State. The hottest model was Christy Brinkley. Like, that's pretty crazy stuff. Um, and again... Real estate will work in another cycle again. The U.S. economy will work through another cycle again. We won't always be the best of the best. Some people would say that it's time for Europe to wake back up and be dominant. Um, So throw your investment dollars, not where the real estate's being bought now or who it's being bought by now, but where the area's been struggling sometimes is the right concept. Um, You know, 2013 is going to be remembered as the government shutdown year, but it's also going to be remembered as... The European stock markets had a pretty good year, even though the European zone, European Union, is mired in you know sub-zero percent growth or zero percent to almost you know fractions. Um, so don't pay attention to the now. Pay attention to where the ball's going. You know, who made that famous, right? 
Bob Buecher or who knows. They say Wayne Gretzky changed hockey because he said, don't skate to where the puck is, skate to where the puck's going. And if you've ever played pickup hockey, um, it's exhausting. I mean, you skate, you skate, you skate, you skate, you finally get the puck and some jerk pushes it to the other side of the rink, so you skate, you skate, you skate, you skate. So you got to figure out where it's going. Anyway, same thing in real estate, same thing with investing. That's Tony Mendez. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Listen to this crazy statistic. There's 1.2 million homeless students last year. That's in public preschools, elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. It's at an all-time high, up 10% year over year. Can you imagine living in a shelter or a motel, staying with an uncle because you can't afford your own home? whether it be rent or own. States with the biggest spikes, California and Florida. So we've got that going for us, right? We're number one. We're number one. Homelessness is even a problem in college. There's some 58,000-plus applicants who filled out federal aid forms that basically said they don't have a residency. Can't imagine. Cuts in food stamps coming next week. Totaling about $5 billion in cuts. Less money for groceries for millions of people who rely on food stamps. It's a tough time to have less food on the table right during the holiday seasons. Congress is the power to halt the cutback. Experts say it's highly unlikely at a time when Republicans are calling for even more drastic cuts to food stamps. So the average benefit for per person is $133 a month. 15% of our population, 15% of our population gets food stamps. Those are two back-to-back, just tragic, tragic insights into America's haves and have-nots. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Obamacare, health care, Affordable Care Act for independent contractors, I think could be a negative spark next year. Um, a lot of my friends who are independent contractors have seen rates go up 40 to 60%. Some people are saying, I can't afford that. Some people are just pushing forward and doing it. It was a mandate that Obama kind of misled us on. You were able to keep your own policy, except if you're an individual. Take a break here. It's Rob Black and Money. I'm Rob Black. Coming up, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. For free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-345-2159. 1-800-345-2159. And sounds that help you relax. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. It's Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Joining me Tuesdays at 7:30 Pacific Time, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. Doing well, thank you. Always look forward to talking to you and 
right out of the gate today. Let's talk. I looked at the numbers, the S&P 500. It's up a crazy amount for the year, 24% year-to-date. It feels too good to be true. It's kind of a nirvana. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, it does feel too good to be true, and, uh, uh, you know, it's been a remarkable story, and as you and I have talked about all year, um, it essentially, in our estimation anyway, briefing.com is largely a function of the price support that's being provided by the Federal Reserve's uh, monetary policy, um, although I would concede that it's not 100% are officially supported. There has been earnings growth underneath this move, but it's been modest. Uh, it hasn't been the best quality earnings growth since a lot of it's been driven, uh, you know, by share buyback activity. Uh, but nonetheless, um, there is a um, somewhat of a fundamental s- support structure there. But for the most part, though, we would say that the bulk of this move is predicated on the Fed's uh, monetary policy. I'd mostly agree with that. It's kind of broad base, though. It's 9 out of 10. What was the statistic that I saw today? 9 out of 10 companies are up this year in the S&P 500. That's a pretty large number. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it's one of those statistics that kind of leads one to think that, you know, the market has gotten ahead of itself. You know, all boats are rising with this tide, and it's almost irrespective of what's going on individually. Um, you know, and, and there are some boats that are, you know, looking like, you know, cruise ships, frankly, that uh, are, are just, you know, behemoths out there uh, that, you know, we've talked about in the past as well, some of those big momentum stocks like Tesla and LinkedIn and Amazon.com and, and the like and um, showing some really, really big price gains and, uh, and you know, what some would argue are not the uh, fundamental supports that would uh, warrant those big moves. But, you know, in a market where the Fed is as easy as this Fed is, um, you know, traders will will ride that wave uh, of liquidity as long as they can. Um, but eventually, you know, uh, again, we've talked about this. We think that uh, there will be a point in time where, you know, that game is going to be up and there'll be uh, the, the sailing won't be quite as smooth. Uh, when that is, is anyone's best guess. I saw a survey out of the CNBC today that uh, – uh, did a Fed survey, and they say now that uh, the money managers they talk to are not expecting the Fed to start tapering until uh, April uh, 2014 at the earliest, and don't think that the Fed will end its asset purchase program until the end of uh, 2014. Um, you know, there was some talk earlier this year by the Fed itself that it was hoping to be out of the asset purchase program by the end of this year, and that's clearly not going to be the case. So um, there's potential here that the market just keeps on moving on cruise control, but uh, you know our message to investors is that you know they need to be mindful of the risks of the that the can come in with this artificial price support because when the party ends, it could end uh, abruptly. A little bit of fatigue is starting to set in as the highs are a little bit tougher to get. Um, one of the headwinds that make turn the fatigue into weakness is the Obamacare and the health care costs that are being associated with it. I saw and I've heard anecdotally that a lot of people's coverage is just getting flat out canceled and they have to go to the exchanges and they're finding when they do that their insurance costs are rising 40 to 60 percent. Um, that could significantly drain the economy. Is that a scenario that could cause the market to go down next year? 
Well, you know, uh, or am I being too? Layout. Well, you know, I, you know, I've, I've heard the same anecdotal reports, um, okay. and it's a and it's unfortunate. You know, I've you know seen individuals interviewed directly who have who've made such claims, and it's obviously a big hit to their. Uh, to their budget, and it's going to slow their discretionary spending potential if they're having to pay out more for, you know, health care costs. But, you know, all that said is that if you do see the uh, the headwind, as you allude to it, of higher health care costs uh, impacting the economy, well, the translation there is, if we are to believe the Fed anyway, is that the Fed's not going anywhere. So, the, you know, does that necessarily slow down the stock market? Um, you know, what we've seen since 2009 is that, you know, you'd argue that no, you know, because the Fed uh, is still going to be there with its very generous support and, you know, maybe under that scenario might even be increasing its asset purchase program. So um, thus far, uh, there hasn't been any indication anyway to think that uh, the market would be, you know, disrupted by a slower growth scenario, um, other than perhaps if we, you know, fall back into a recession, uh, which is not in our forecast, but if that's the case, um, then there will be concerns that, uh, you know, perhaps that the Fed's policy itself is really about, you know, wasted resources and is wholly ineffective, and you run the risk of the market losing its faith in the Fed, and then therefore you could have somewhat of a, a bigger um, issue to deal with. But at the moment, uh, what the market has been telling us for some time now is that it loves the idea of the Fed being as easy as it is, and it will continue to ride that uh, wave of liquidity support. Now, you just said uh, you don't have at briefing.com, and I start my day every day reading page one, which you penned. Um, you don't have built-in forecast recession next year. I was talking to an analyst this last week, and he said, you know, U.S. GDP, it's important. And 2%, it's doable. and Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower. But we're really now, as a group, focusing on worldwide GDP. Um, does that concept ring with you? Because I, I found that to be a very smart thing to say out loud. Right. Yeah, it, you know, it does make sense. I mean, it's obviously a, a globalized um, economy. And uh, the things that happen here in the U.S. and the wave effect uh, that they have in emerging markets uh, as well as in other developed markets around the world, I mean, it's all intertwined. And so um, so you do have to take into account that if uh, you get either you know higher or, or lower growth in the U.S., how that might impact economies elsewhere and how that contributes to world GDP growth, um, I think that the... Uh, consensus view right now is you should start to see an acceleration in world GDP growth. Potentially, the fiscal headwinds in the U.S. start to abate next year, hopefully. Um, looks as if China has seemingly stabilized and is, you know, doing what it does to ensure that uh, it can deliver at least, you know, 7.5% GDP growth or more. And then Europe, of course, is uh, coming off of a very low baseline, but seems to be emerging from a, uh, a period of recession. And so, so that's, that's hopeful. Um, and so you do take that into account, obviously. But uh, in terms of, you know, briefing.com, our economist Jeff Rosen here is, you know, focused on providing a U.S. GDP forecast, but uh, but obviously there are some larger trends at work that are going to influence the behavior of the capital markets here and around the world that we need to be mindful of. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, what are you working on? Softball to you, tell me what we should be paying attention to. Yeah, 
Well, of course, we have the FOMC meeting that starts today, and we'll get uh, the latest and greatest out of that committee tomorrow. Um, not expecting any major changes there. Um, and neither is the market, frankly. So, uh, so that. But nonetheless, it's the Federal Reserve. You know, you have to pay attention to what they're saying and doing. Uh, also, going to be looking uh, at uh, you know earnings results as they continue to come in. They uh, are running a little bit better than expected. Um, you know, if uh, we exclude J.P. Morgan from the uh, calculation, you have a growth rate of about five percent, uh, which is not that bad. Uh, better than the you know, 3% or so that was expected going into the reporting period. Uh, and then another thing I'm going to be taking a look at is, um, you know, we're getting into the end of the year here, fourth quarter, obviously, um, looking at maybe some possible tax loss selling candidates. Uh, that is, those stocks that have uh, underwhelmed and underperformed this year could be subject to some tax loss selling as other, uh, as investors look to take profits in some other high-flying issues. Um, and that could potentially set up those weak issues for maybe some early 2014 outperformances, they bounce back on the idea that they've been washed out. So um, to be uh, starting to uh, do an analysis of that area as well. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. It's Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Independent live market analysis, U.S. international markets. There's too much there. It's that much chock full of news on financials that you can use. I highly endorse trying to find a source out there that's non-biased. And they've been with me, I've been with them 10 plus years. Um, I'm a big fan. Okay, moving on and moving forward. Hmm. Home prices rose in the month of August. Best gain since 2006. There's a phrase that we all must die. All things must come to an end. And housing prices can't go up forever. They can't. So you got to know that, right? You have to know that there's a point where people can't afford housing. And you also have to know there's a point where if they went up forever, every house would be worth a trillion dollars. And let's just face it, that's not doesn't make sense. So housing prices gain in August, year-over-year year best since 2006. I'm happy for people who have houses. I'm sad for people who don't. Like, do you understand that, that the haves and the have-nots? Um... Where have we seen wage inflation? The haves. So not only do they have a house, but they've seen wage inflation. Where have we seen people without houses have income? The have-nots. Oh. Stock market's up 28% this year. Who does well? People have jobs. 401ks. You're this Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Cash is through rental property. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. The S&P 500 is up four. The Dow is up 46. The NASDAQ is down fractions. Ten-year treasury sits at 2.52%. We're in that Fed period where no one really expects them to do anything. Um, it would be a surprise. It would be a big market reaction if they did do something. Apple's trading fractionally lower today after reporting some pretty solid numbers. Again, when you take a look at the numbers, you really need to be impressed. Um, For a company that size doing business as they are with their valuation as low as it is, uh, yeah, there's competition to the left of them and competition to the right of them. Google Smartwatch is reportedly in late stage of development. It's almost complete. They're in talks with suppliers in Asia to mass-produce the watch. Google Smartwatch will be integrated with Google Now, a smart personal assistant that comes with all of Android phones. It's kind of like Google's version of Siri, the assistant on Apple's iPhones and iPads that everyone kind of knows about. It'll also likely pair with your smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's kind of interesting about that story that um, is, I don't think people are getting it yet. It's going to have to have a hell of a lifetime uh, battery charge. Otherwise, we're going to be disappointed. And we don't always want to be taken off and on our wrist. Right? Battery life is a major concern with wearable gadgets like smartwatches, activity trackers, smart eyewear. A lot of people think that the next field that Google and Apple should go after is this wearable market. It's going to be a 3 to $5 billion market. It should be. That's today, it's 3 to $5 billion. So things like, you know, the Fitbit, Nike's fuel band. Where will tax on track to become a $50 billion market in the next two to three years? So something wearable is has to be on your plate if you're Apple, Google, Samsung. Samsung's watch is a joke. It's a joke. Um, $50 billion. So, I don't know. So, the White House knew that about 75% of people wouldn't be able to keep their health care plans. This is reporting from NBC's Lisa Myers today. So, Americans are getting cancellation letters for their health insurance. The Affordable Care Act some sources have said it's 50-75% of the 14 million consumers who buy their insurance individually. 50-75%. That number could reach as high as 80% when all is said and done. And to get a new policy through the Affordable Care Act website, you'll see some sticker shock. I've already started to hear this from individuals, you know, getting mad at me, telling me, like, oh, my life sucks. What am I going to do? That's going to take money out of the economy. A lot of it's going to be going into the healthcare sector. I think you overweight healthcare. I think you underweight consumer discretionary. Now, each sector has individual winning picks and individual losing picks. It's a little organizer for the action on your sucks mention. Retail sales got an iPhone kick. If you exclude autos, gasoline, and building materials, it's increased one half of one percent. Those are called core sales. But Americans likely snapped up Apple's new iPhone. They bought leisure goods. 
falling sales of automobiles point to a sluggish economic growth during the third quarter of this year. Kind of weird. That, did you hear what I just said? Apple's iPhone helped sales help boost receipts at non-store retailers, mostly Internet sites. Apple said it sold 33.8 million iPhones in the September quarter. Back to school. Households also bought furniture, sporting goods, building materials, and gardening equipment. Um, I saw Walmart's now selling a keg that goes in your garden. Um, Walmart, you're giving us what we want. One of the things Walmart has said is we're going to do everything we can to increase our beer sales. I haven't been in Walmart, but they're trying to drive traffic to their site. Did you know today's National Cat Day? And they have something to say. You went to work without us. Come home. You need to put a heaping pile of presents in our food dishes. National Cat Day. Hmm. I myself like National Puppy Day. But National Cat Day? I'm not buying into that holiday. I'm not bringing my cat card. Okay, maybe I will. I don't have a cat anymore. <laughs> SP 500's up three. Dow's up 38. The Nasdaq up one half of one percent. So not much. Um, what do we need to hit? We're hitting the point right now that up markets are, don't feel surprising, and that's kind of bad. The market's up 28% this year. 28%. It's too much. Like, we're supposed to go 8 to 10% as our historical norm. Energy sector draws some strength from BP's better than expected earnings. BP. BP. Let me pull up BP ever so quickly. The reason I'm pulling up BP is you might remember that oil well spill in the Gulf of Mexico where dolphins died. Doves cry, dolphins die. When that happened, the stock fell to $28 a share. It's now at $45 a share. Not a bad two-year return. One-and-a-half-year return. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't be shy. Find me online at robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Website, robblack.com. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by state. Did you know that life insurance rates are near record? Now for up to $1,300. That adds up to Century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Happy October 29th to you. Hmm. Lots to talk about, right? September mortgage approvals hit highest level since February 2008. 
um, housing bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Overall, we saw a pretty good month of housing costs or housing increases. Housing prices in 20 U.S. cities rose in August from a year-ago level by the most since February of 2006. And it ended badly right there. The S&P 500, or the S&P Standard Poor's Case-Shiller Index, is 20 cities, up 12.8% year-over-year. You've got some momentum there. Tight inventories have boosted prices as buyers compete for a limited number of properties. Global video game market is going to hit $93 billion this year. Whoa! That's a lot of video games. Now we know what the millennials are doing. They're staying at home in Xbox. But inside these numbers are staggering thoughts and concepts. The mobile market of video games is going to continue to grow. So last year the video game market pulled in $78 billion. This year $93 billion. By the year 2015, $111 billion. The mobile space is surging from $13 billion to $22 billion. That's a lot of angry birds. That's a, that's a lot of angry birds. That's crazy, right? Google smartwatch just months away. Yay, we need more smartwatches. We need more junk to buy. I think the battery life could be the issue there. Until they get that figured out, having to unplug your phone and unplug your watch and plug them in, plug them in, plug... I don't know. Feels like a gadget to me. Very, very gadgety. Retail sales got a kick on the upside from the iPhone. It's kind of nice to see. BP British Petroleum, the company that spilled oil in the Gulf, up 4% today, 4.5%. McDonald's up fractions. Tesla's down 3.9%. Oh no, their cars tend to catch fire. Two, two cars catching fire. It's not really so much that. It's that Sony had a laptop with an ion battery that caught fire many years ago. And then Boeing's got the 787 Dreamliner that's had a couple glitches with the ion batteries. So we're going to watch this one carefully. Very, very carefully. See if it becomes more wide scale or if it's just, you know, per X million miles... You could expect um, things not to be ideal. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Start boring down through some of these notes here. Um, I always try to combine multiple concepts for you. Market's up 28% this year. And then we look at... 50 to 70% of Americans, 50 to, 7, 50 to 70% of Americans who do their own health care insurance, 50 to 70% of them are going to lose their health care insurance that they chose, that they picked, they paid, and they're going to be forced into picking a plan off the Affordable Care Act. Um, long story short, it's a higher cost on the Affordable Care. I think we're going to see a little bit of craziness play out in the consumer spending next year, as well as health care revenue. Hurricane season oddly quiet this year. Tough mortgage standards may be worse than a meltdown. So we're going to see the stock market obviously get overvalued in the short term. Always does. It's either overvalued or undervalued. There's no fair value. 
Um, what am I trying to get at here? I don't know. Lost my train of thought. Goldman to get $20 million in Twitter fees. Twitter's coming public. It's crazy to think about how much shares, how many shares, what percentage of shares Apple's buying back. They could have bought Twitter basically for quarters of profit. Now it's two quarters of profit. They've got to get more social. That's one thing we know about Apple. The company was upgraded to an outperform rating by Robert W. Baird, Apple was. Earnings report was solid. More catalysts in the coming year being cited. A lot of people are expecting a 65-inch and 55-inch TV, a larger screen iPhone, the addition of China Mobile, all things that we've talked about this year that we didn't get. This analyst Baird calls it a $620 stock. Yahoo upgraded to outperformed Bernstein. I don't know if you realized recently, but the stock did hit the $32 mark that Microsoft once offered for the company, only to see the shares go down to $10 a share. They got it back. Took a while. Yahoo! Upgraded to outperform at Bernstein. Increased valuation for Alibaba. Um, So a lot of people are going to say, now that this whole Alibaba thing is said and done, when they do IPO, what do you got next? And that's when it's going to get tough. Fur. 3D Systems reported a profit of $17 million, up from last year's $13 million. Shares are getting a little bit spanked today. Revenue jumped from $90 million to $135 million. They do the um, 3D modeling, 3D printers. You've heard the stories like you can build a gun and stuff. Martha Stewart. Martha, Martha, Martha. They reported a loss of about $4.3 million. That's a company that I think is screwed. What are they going to do when they lose their CEO? Like, are you with me on that one? When I say lose, she retires or dies? Unless she's got the secret for eternal life. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Are you with me or against me? Cookie Monster was kind of scary. Cookie Monster was kind of scary. And on top of that, the count, not exactly a friendly image. In my world. In my world. Windows XP users, six times more likely to be hacked. (laughs) That's funny, right? Windows XP. Home prices up big year over year. I think that's a story worth hitting. The Case-Shiller Index, up 1.3% month to month. Up 12.8% year over year. Home prices continue to rise. Las Vegas led the cities with an increase of about 2.9%. Still nowhere near their all-time highs. Detroit and L.A. up 2%. All 20 cities posted monthly gains. Now, you know that this can't be going on forever. I own three pieces plus of real estate, and I'm pretty comfortable. I don't have to have it go up every year. San Francisco up 25% year over year. Tight inventory. Buying is still 35% cheaper Buying is still 35% cheaper than renting in all of the 100 metropolitan regions. Sales are likely to drop off in September and October due to seasonal declines. U.S. home values up 1.2% in the third quarter from the second. Penny home sales declined in September for the fourth month in a row, signaled to expect lower home sales this quarter. 
and a flat trend going forward. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, Facebook, group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Cron 4 Rob Black, Cron 4 Rob Black, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Online, my new website launches later today, robblack.com. Index up one-tenth of a percent to seven. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a global wine shortage. It's only going to get worse. I'm almost prepared to panic, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't only France that's suffering from a dearth of wine. It's the entire world, according to research out of Morgan Stanley, today. Last year, global supply for wine already barely exceeded demand, adjusting the demand to include non-wine, such as uh, vermouth. There was actually an undersupply of about 300 million cases, marking the largest such shortfall in 50 years. At the current pace, the global shortage of wine is fast approaching. On one hand, global wine consumption has been on the rise without interruption since the late 1990s. On the other hand, worldwide production hasn't managed to keep pace. Outputs have steadily declined from some of the world's most prosperous regions. I just, I'm so distraught. I don't know what to say. We've got in a market, SP500 up 5, Dow up 55, NASDAQ up 4. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He typically comes on, talks real estate, talks mortgage lending with me. I saw a recent report out that the average wage in America grew 1.7% last year. Now, some cities were better than others. San Francisco up 3.7%. Baltimore up 3%. Seattle up 2.7%. Atlanta up 25 in income. D.C. up 24 St. Louis and Houston also on the list. What's interesting to note about that is real estate skyrocketed in San Francisco in the last year. Yes. And part of this is, you know, the medical and science jobs in San Francisco are paying a little bit more, but also like Twitter and the IPO um, made a lot of little millionaires. And millionaires don't mind paying 10% over asking price as long as they get the location, location, location. So the incomes, in my opinion, is what drives real estate. So across the United States, real estate incomes in the United States have been pretty stagnant for 10 years. And yet we've had a bubble rise, pop and rise yet again. Um, Incomes to what you do, Tony, how important is the ability to fund your monthly mortgage versus collateral? Which is more important, your capacity to pay back the mortgage or the collateral? The amount of money you put down. The capacity. Okay. You have to be able. You could have. I mean, we have FHA, for example, that you, know, you could put as little as three and a half percent down. You have down payment assistance programs that are offered by you know, your, your local counties and cities uh, with hundred uh, percent financing. So, but you still have to pay it back. Um, there's a lot of what they call streamlined products, even with FHA and, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. You still have to qualify, even under HARP. You still have to qualify. So it's the capacity, but you also have to have a good credit score. So in the past, it was just your credit score. Now it's your capacity and your credit score. It's interesting to note that I refer to it as the three C's of credit, but there's more to it than just that. But there's your credit score, i.e. the first C, 
That's important. There's the capacity, your ability to pay back, i.e., what's your income. And then there's the collateral. How much money do you put down? I recommend people put down some money. I'd rather you have skin in the game. Then you're going to be thinking more importantly about what you're buying. When you're putting 3% down or 0% down, you're like, Psh, I'll buy in stock and hope it goes up. It's all leverage. But if you're putting 20% down on the peninsula, it ain't all leverage. And you're thinking, which do I think is going to be better over the long term, Peninsula or Stockton? At this point in time, Stockton. Peninsula. Probably Stockton now. Well, yes. You're looking at, at you know, you know, a lot of cities in the Peninsula are over their peaks in 2007. Right. We were just looking at that today. So, um, yeah, you, just the theory of, of buy where the opportunities are, buy where nobody else is buying, um, can, can also help you as an investor. But, you know, most people today, we have a lot of investors that have pulled out. Right. So most people that are buying today are not the speculators, and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such low amount of inventory is changing hands right now. In the mortgage process and the refinance process, you taught me something kind of important, it, or you shine a little more light on it. The importance of, if you have an old credit card, use that one versus the new credit card, because it's more, it's an aged account. And that goes into your credit score of how long have you had the accounts open, how long have you been able to use this without blowing up. For the purposes of radio, I answered your question in a very short form, but it, there are many, many factors that go into oh, the approval process. Not only the, the – the, you can have – for example, if you purchase a house, you have a, 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 an appraisal contingency, and most people think that's your value. It's not. It's the actual you – know, the, the, the condition of that report. It's the quality of it. Um, your credit score, you have, to, you have a great credit score, but if you don't have enough trade lines, which are those credit cards and those old credit cards that have tenure – um, you can't get a loan. I, there was one guy who had real estate transactions in the past, mortgages. He's paid off his loan. He paid off all his credit cards. They're all gone. And he had a great credit score, but he had no trade line. He can't buy a house. Yeah. And he had great income. So it's a combination of every factor and the scenario itself. Are you doing cash out? Are you buying investment property? Is it a second home? Is it a condo? Is the condo in litigation? Um, then you have to change transactions at a higher rate. Do you qualify with the debt ratio? So there's, it's everything that goes together. Even things like... If you want to show that you've got cash and your parents give you $10,000, you want to season that money. You want it in that bank account for three, four, five, six months and not 30 days because it's all going to be seen. You, you think you're going to hide something from a mortgage lender? I can't. You can actually get gifts from, from family, and, and then FHA opens it up a little bit more. But um, that's true. If you, you have to be able to document your, uh, your down payment. But the, the rules in general are just getting tougher, Rob. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. He's my mortgage lender. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We're going to be talking real estate and attorneys in real estate a little later in the show. Again, don't be shy. Uh, real estate, stocks, bonds, it's all part of accumulating wealth. I hope that you're not intimidated by money. I certainly understand that some people are. You shouldn't be. Facebook is doomed, so says a Forrester research ad that's out, a research report that's out today. Facebook creates less business value than any other digital marketing opportunity. Don't dedicate a paid ad budget for Facebook. Facebook responded by saying, that's illogical and irresponsible. So... The research company published a blog post discussing the report. But, you know, the whole report, it's pretty grim reading for Facebook. The social network ranked last amongst the range of online tactics that 395 executives were asked to choose from. 
Facebook creates less business value than any other opportunity. Um, that's one that they're going to have to shake. If you get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you're a shareholder of Facebook, you should go Google Forrester, and that's Forrester with two R's, research report on Facebook, and start brushing up on some of the stuff. As a shareholder, I brought that to your attention. One way to generate extra cash is through rental KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invested in more. Going to be at the Income Property Management Expo Wednesday. I'm going to be broadcasting live from 1 to 2. Uh, taking your questions, taking your insights, anything you want to talk about, we could do. But you could also stop by the San Mateo uh, Expo Center, uh, San Mateo Center, Income Property Expo, Thursday, October 30th. More information at kdow.biz. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this, Daniel Bornstein. He is an attorney, a real estate litigation attorney. What do we need to know about you, Daniel, that fills in a little bit more than just the intro? Good morning. Uh, I'm both a uh, real estate attorney and also a broker, and uh, my core expertise is in helping uh, real estate investors migrate some of the complexities of landlord-tenant law, helping to maximize investment opportunities for owners in order to educate them about the risk involved in managing a landlord-tenant relationship. Let's talk a little bit about that. In the Bay Area, there's a love affair with real estate. A lot of people want to be landlords. I, myself, am a landlord, and I hire a property management company to do it for me. I don't like being a landlord. I don't like the relationships of a landlord-tenant, so I just pay someone to do it for me. Is that what you typically see, or do you see people doing it themselves? Uh, It's all over the place, Rob. Uh, Essentially, some people... Their core expertise is in locating investment properties, making good purchase decisions, and then transitioning that post-purchase decision to a management company because the opportunity cost and time engagement in managing a property is oftentimes a value loss for a person because they're better off being out there looking at uh, investment opportunities than managing a tenant relationship. On the other hand, there are some people who very much like the post-purchase responsibility of managing tenants, collecting rents, responding to maintenance issues. Those individuals are more hands-on. As your portfolio of investments becomes larger, it is often a time where transition to property management and professional property management makes sense, especially in light of the fact that uh, property management costs are fully deductible as a taxable event. So what is the state of California rentals in your mind? Uh, Well, I can speak uh, towards the uh, situation in the Bay Area, which is uh, robust rent increases. If you have invested at a time in which the cycle of the real estate uh, market had contracted, you're now enjoying the accrued benefit of a very significant increase in rents. The one caveat is uh, if you're owning property in rent-controlled jurisdictions such as San Francisco and Oakland or Berkeley, you may be constrained by the actual statute precluding you from enjoying some of the uh, fruits of those uh, rapid rent increases. However, generally speaking, there's been no finer time to own rental property in the Bay Area than now. 
this is something that I've heard realtors say before, um, real estate experts say before, that they wouldn't own in Berkeley because of the relationship that you can't jack up prices. Mm-hmm. Is that a generic statement or is that a smart statement? It depends. Uh, there okay. are many different uh, types of investors out there, and uh, investors that are savvy who understand the rules and regulations of the rent ordinance understand that, uh, unlike San Mateo County, a property purchased with a rent-controlled uh, tenant in it has immediate equity appreciation if a transition of that tenant occurs. So rather than a traditional approach of this graduated step-up equity, that occurs in San Mateo County. In places like San Francisco, Berkeley, and Oakland, if you can buy a property and somehow transition occupants voluntarily out of the premises, you then, at the time of the vacancy, are entitled to set the market rent at whatever the market bears. And so you get immediate, quick equity appreciation, unlike other jurisdictions. So there's a whole group of investors who are looking at properties that are constrained in their rent, making uh, aggressive purchase uh, offers, and only after they purchase are they doing the heavy lifting of trying to increase those rents. And if that occurs, you get quite a bit of upside. So generally speaking, if you're not sophisticated, I would potentially avoid uh, rent control jurisdictions. If you are sophisticated and understand the sort of risks and nuances of the ordinance, you can do quite well quite fast in those jurisdictions. My particular area of practice is in assisting people in making good decisions about real estate investments, both in rent control jurisdictions and those that are not. Speaking with Daniel Borstein, real estate expert, expert attorney, real estate broker. He knows the Bay Area. He's well, well versed in this. This Income Property Management Expo is coming up. Are you doing any speaking? Do you have a booth? What's your relationship with the expo? Well, I'm quite excited to be there. I'm going to be uh, representing uh, the law offices of Bornstein and Bornstein and Bay Property Group and conducting a seminar on the uh, unlawful detainer practice or process, which is the uh, eviction process. So for those of people who are investors and do understand that the longer you retain an interest in the real estate industry, in particular own rental property, you are going to statistically come across a situation where you may have to terminate a tenancy. And what I'm going to be doing tomorrow is educating people about the process, the cost, the timeline, the risk, and all of those uh, interesting tidbits that will help inform you about a good decision when confronted with the unfortunate situation of having to terminate a tenancy. What else do we need to know? Because this is so out of my league. I'm a stock and economy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would uh, invite uh, anybody who's a investor is to consider real estate as part of your diversification of your portfolio. So aside from your home that you own, there are wonderful opportunities to invest a part of your portfolio in real estate. And what you will see is that the beauty of real estate is that there are both tax advantages to it, equity appreciation, and if done correctly, can uh, outpace traditional markets in terms of uh, property uh, uh, interest and in, in uh, portfolio enrichment. It does come with uh, obvious uh, concerns, which is it's not as liquid of an asset as traditional investments uh, in the market. But uh, then, and if you time it correctly, you could do well better over time. Thanks for joining us. It's Bornstein. I'm Daniel Bornstein from Bornstein & Bornstein. 
I've got four brothers. We were jokingly going to refer to our law firm if we ever did it as black, 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 and black. You can contact Daniel Bornstein and learn a little bit more. I think his website's the easiest, Bornstein and Bornstein. It's like it sounds. Um, nine letters, B-O-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, B-O-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Or you can call him at 415-409-7611. That's 415-409-7611. If you're in the East Bay, you can call 510-836-0110. That's 510-836-0110. Now, I'm Rob Black. Uh, I'm going to be at this Income Expo Wednesday. going to be doing the 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock show live. If you want more information about an income and property Expo, Multifamily Commercial Rentals. You can get more information at kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. It's at the San Mateo County Event Center, 2495 South Delaware Street in San Mateo. And uh, there's your opportunity. Come watch a live radio show. Bring your portfolio. If you want to stop by and bring an old cell phone, I am collecting cell phones as a charitable drive for the holiday season. Um, Bring a cell phone. Bring your portfolio. Say hi. Uh, come on air. I'll chat with you. I forgot an extra microphone set up. I'm not quite sure about that, but I'd love to do that. Uh, I do live interview. Kind of get the angle on what people are really thinking about out there. S&P 500 is up 6.5% in 14 sessions. This could end badly. There's going to be a whoosh. Does it end badly in 10 months, 10 weeks, 10 days, 10 minutes? No one knows. No one knows. And that's where you have to be incredibly cautious in investing because you can get bitten pretty hard pretty fast. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the Case-Shiller Index was a pretty big move up, up over 12% year over year in all 20 cities. The cost of renting is going up, which should create a little bit of a problem down the road. Because wages aren't increasing with the cost of rentals. Now, again, these things tend to have a way of working themselves out. A lot of professional investors have stepped up and, you know, bought very attractive properties worldwide. Uh, with low interest rates, it's takes some of the risk out of it. So, get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. They're starting to get conversations about you're starting to get conversations about Google Smartwatch. We're hearing that. We're hearing more about Apple. Apple had a very nice quarter. It certainly wasn't blowout. It certainly wasn't life-changing. Um, but they're making a lot of money. They're buying back a lot of shares. They're doing their dividend. They're trying to please Carl Icahn by not saying too much that, you know, go away. They're saying, you know, our shareholders are our friends, and we talk to them whenever we can, blah, 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 right? Um, President Barack Obama is having two events happen to him right now that affecting his presidency and what we think of his legacy. We're seeing a lot of people promised health care, being told, nope, your, your plan doesn't qualify for the standards of all plans that they should. And like, there's some stupid stipulations. Plans have to have maternity. If you're a 65-year-old woman, do you really need maternity coverage? Um, so a lot of independent contractors are losing their insurance right now. They're being told, our plan doesn't conform, sorry. Go away. And people are finding out they're going to they're gonna pay a lot more for insurance to cover things that they don't want. 
You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show today from 1 to 2 on KDW 1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Goodyear Tire amongst the big loser today. Tire Company reported profit of 68 cents a share, slightly above expectations, but revenue came in $5 billion, which was short of the expectations of $5.2 billion. Loser. Companies down 8% today. Goldman Sachs could get as much as $20 million in fees for underwriting Twitter's debut as a public company. They're set to get about 18% of the total fees. Twitter's IPO is coming. It's going to make a lot of millionaires in San Francisco. A lot of people are going to be quitting and buying a house and spending. All the single ladies, all the single ladies might want to hang out near Twitter headquarters if thou are looking for a ring on thy finger. Barrett upgraded Apple today. Calls it a $620 stock based on what might happen next year. What might happen is a watch. Who else is working on a watch? Google. Yahoo upgraded to outperform today. Smartphones, by the way, um, dominating. Vendors shipped a total of 258 smartphones, up 39% from the year ago, period. Samsung has the number one uh, market share with 31%, followed by Apple with 13%. The two companies remain dominant. Other players led by Huawei, Lenovo, posted year-over-year growth, each of over 70%, but still small percentages. Google's Android is the dominant operating system in the smartphone arena, pitting Samsung against Google as they go forward. Samsung's going to want to put their own services on the phone. Google's going to want to keep their services in their software. I like it. It's a fun battle to watch, so to speak. Big story of the day, I think, is the whole Obamacare individual mandate. That's not going over terribly well for people who are independent contractors or self-employed. And will the tide turn on President Barack Obama's legacy? That, the Health Care Act, where he said you'll be able to keep your policy, I guarantee it. And that's not true. Not for these people. But also the whole spying on foreign leaders, where he says he had no knowledge of it, but he was given research that said, you know, here's what they're doing, here's what they're doing, here's what they're doing. And maybe he just doesn't think it came from, like, really? So John Stewart kind of eviscerated him on that a couple nights ago. Companies like Sears, they're in a lot of trouble. J.C. Penney's. Year-to-year date change in sales categories. Department stores are down 5% year-to-year. Non-store retailers up 10%. So non-store, you have an online store, you use a company like Amazon to facilitate the transaction and the delivery. That's a pretty shocking number. Again, I'm not sure if you care. So I won't beat that one up for you. Housing numbers across the United States, pretty good. Vegas, L.A., particularly good. San Diego, nice. 
we're starting to see some month-to-month slowage. Slowage? It's like making up a word like truer. No such word as truer. Uh, what else we got out there? Energy sector is getting some strength from BP Strong Quarter. BP, a company that kind of left for dead, showing that they're not dead. Boston Red Sox, game away from winning the World Series. Ratings have been up pretty good. Other stories of note today, I, I think, you know, uh, the number of Americans on food stamps, I hit that a little bit earlier, and it's a shocking number. 15% of our population in the United States. Now, again, we all know people who abuse the system, and we all know people who need the system. And that's kind of the flaw of the system. That's a lot of people. 47 million Americans? 10%, not 10%, but 1.2 million children under the age of high school, middle school, elementary, preschool. The recession, since the recession started, the number of people who are homeless going to schools has climbed 72%. Apple had a nice quarter. Retail sales good, did okay, but largely due to Apple. A couple other you know, areas that kicked in, but not that good. Global video game market can hit $93 billion this year. Yay. Right? Solid number. We're in that period of time when the Federal Reserve is speaking and getting together and chatting and hanging out. So we want to pay attention to that. Sears is talking about splitting off lands in and their auto centers. Um, I think unlocking some value. Oil fell to $98 a barrel. In some states, oil is now, gasoline is under $3 a gallon. That'll help the average U.S. consumer have a little bit more money in their pocket. But again, that mandate of having health care being penalized over the next couple of years will have a little less money in our pocket, especially, quote-unquote, the individuals. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Pfizer. They had just a fantastic number. They're growing. Their big drug Lipitor has fallen off patent. I'd consider Pfizer for a long-term patient investor. Right now, Johnson Johnson's working a little bit better. Merck is kind of dysfunctional. But I see some upside in, in uh, uh, Pfizer. Nice little dividend along the way. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think Pfizer will be fabricating pharmaceuticals the day I die. I hope they are. Hopefully I don't die for a long time, right? Please don't die, Rob Black. Please. Wine shortage. That's a story. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. In theory, my website's launching today, a new one. So keep checking in on it and let me know what you think and feedback. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back in 22 hours. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.